It's a rational transaction. One life for billions. Gordon, sir. to a rational transaction i'm your favorite host caleb dirksen i'm your other favorite host alexander peters and this is a show where we watch flash gordon once a week for a year and we talk about it and anything else that kind of piques our interest within that week one year plus yeah it started out as <laughs> just watching flash gordon and then when that flash gordon well started to run dry it's just become a general purpose media podcast here's the thing though okay that 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 well runs dry for me every other episode then i kind of pick up something new and i'm like oh there's this is something interesting that i didn't notice before or like i've got different theories i've got some stuff about this movie still worth talking about i think this is what is this watch number eight or nine i think it is nine uh nine wow okay does that mean for a tenth tenth episode we try to get a guest on (gasps) oh Oh, yeah, special... Do you think we can get Topple? No, oh, entirely possibly that we don't do get we, to do that. Do you think we can pull Topple or uh, <laughs> Brian Blessed or <laughs> not in a Sam week, J. Jones? Not with a week's notice, I tell you. That we can't do. <laughs> I, got, I got him on LinkedIn. <laughs> yeah, you, oh, yeah, yeah, you found him? <laughs> I know what I was going to say. What you I said, say? you know what the problem with the podcast is right now? You know what the, the main core problem is? A great way to start every episode to a podcast is discussing its problems, but go on. I'm going to say, tell you what the problem is, is me and you, we're not adversarial. Uh, I say something, you agree. You say something, I agree. Yeah. Our takes are too similar. I think a good podcast needs tension. No, Caleb, you're fucking hard. wrong. It needs, <laughs> it needs, there it is. There it is. We're going to dig in. I think we have to, we have to work in these next few episodes to separate ourselves and Okay. Hit ourselves against each other. So we start this off by uh, uh, you need to shave your head. Um, Son of a bitch, I'll kill you. <laughs> as a as a white man in his late twenties, the only thing I have left is my hair. <laughs> I know. Oh, it hurts. It hurts. You, so I bad. walk around. I see. I see. No offense to our bald listeners, but as a gentleman <laughs> with hair, I'm just. I know it's a ticking clock. Yeah. I know it's a ticking clock. I think. Alexander, a good way to start this uh, for our listeners is I think we should give our listeners a little heat check because maybe they don't see our opinions of Flash Gordon as valid if they don't know what our opinions on other uh, movies slash media properties are. Yeah, okay. You know, like if we are big fans of, um, if I love Shrek 2 and you hate Shrek 2, how can you even, how can you even consider my opinion as valid? Well... I mean, there's there's always looking outside of your own opinions because you your no opinion exists in a vacuum. That doesn't mean that yours is the only right one. But I see where you're coming from. Uh, you hit me up before we started recording to get a list of uh, ten flicks, five that I really like and five that I didn't, and see if you could suss out which are which, right? 
I think I know you pretty well, but I also think you have a lot of under, you have a lot of tastes that I think, in, especially in our early development years, our tastes moved in different circles. Yeah. So yeah. I think well, let's do it like, let's do it kind of one by one. You give me a title and I'll say, do you hate it or do you love it? And then you throw it back at me and let's just go back and forth. I like and, that. Uh, and then at the end, you have to rate them to see one to 10. Okay. Cool. This uh, this might take up a good half the podcast because we're going through twenty movies right now. <laughs> Let's do it. And if Let's I know it. us, we'll probably go on tangents on some of these things. Um, that doesn't sound. And maybe we'll fight. Maybe the adversary. Maybe will fall maybe and we'll come hey, back. Caleb. Maybe we'll fight. Maybe we'll fight. It's the <laughs> promise of the podcast that keeps yeah. on giving. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Do you wanna do you wanna lead this thing off, or do you want me to go first? No, I'll go first. All right. Okay. The first one I picked is. I mean, I've got a list here. I got now. I got to mix them up because I, I uh, categorize them. Rogue One, a Star Wars story. Rogue One. Now, see, I feel like this is a trick because this is a love letter. People who like Star Wars like Rogue One as a rule of thumb. Um, but oh boy, I'm gonna say you know what? I'm just gonna. I I think you like Rogue One. That is incorrect. I do not like Rogue One. Don't like Rogue One. Because like in my mind, I was thinking like, is it because of the Darth Vader scene at the end? It's because the Darth Vader scene at the end. Yeah, okay. It made me mad. I've been outspoken for my Jedi hate. Yeah. So he's a Sith. So uh, there's that. Oh, you know, lightsaber wielder. The the but it's the perspective of seeing that Sith from soldiers doesn't do anything for you. It's not like that's terrifying to these rebel soldiers and they're getting he's, slain one by one. He does the same thing in A New Hope. We know he's scary in A New Hope. He kills a bunch of people. Yeah, but this is oh, that's fine. This fine. Is, it's the same thing again. Yeah. It's okay. Just, I'm sorry. See, this is what we need. We need the, we need the conflict. <laughs> yeah. Every time you, you do like, something good, you gotta just compliment yourself about it, right? It's just like yes, this is good. <laughs> You feel the tension, listener. Yeah. You feel the drama boiling under the surface. I, 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 sh- mm. I, I fell for the trap. I should have known right away because I guessed what it was immediately after. But oh, you know, damn it! Yeah, that's okay. okay. Okay, give me one. Um, the hit early two thousand film Cats and Dogs. Wow. Is this where they're spies? This is where the ca- the dogs are spies, and they are trying like each human pet, like the the dogs are adversaries against the cats. The cats are developing a secret formula to turn all humans allergic to dogs, um, so that they can't have dogs anymore as pets, and cats are the only pets left available. Tell me, Caleb, do I like or do I not like this movie? I think you like cats and dogs. Cats and Dogs, lore building alone is worthy of an it. Oscar. Okay, I knew this it. film <laughs> is phenomenal. Jeff Goldblum is in it. He is uh, he's a scientist that develops uh, uh, like a, a cure for dog allergies, and the cats are trying to hijack that cure and turn it into uh, allergy inducer. Uh, and it's just oh, the cast is phenomenal. Um, Toby Maguire is the main dog in this movie. Uh, Interesting. Which, yeah. Good career. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Toby Maguire's got a great career, man. Yes, yes, he has. This is uh, <laughs> Cats and Dogs. Didn't think I was going to bring that one out, did you? Hey, maybe that's... Okay, that's, 
maybe do for a rewatch now. Yeah. <laughs> Don't watch the sequel. Okay. The sequel's hot garbage. Well, I mean, as with most things. Mm-hmm. Um, okay, my number two. Let's see where you think I stand on this. Venom. Venom. With Tom Hardy. Venom, the superhero movie with Tom Hardy. See, here's the thing. Now, I... This is we're doing taste, right? This isn't objectively good or bad movies, right? This is do I like it or do I hate it? Because okay. I can get afterward, I'll give you my objective analysis. I feel like Venom is a fun movie, and you're the type of person that is able to look past a movie's flaws to enjoy the fun in it. So I think you enjoy Venom. I do not like Venom. Fuck! <laughs> <laughs> no! Uh, I'm so bad at this, Caleb. It's okay. It's okay. See, that's why. I knew when I was picking these, I said, I can get them. I can trip them up. You bastard. I just, I don't know what to say about Venom. I just don't, I don't know. Yeah, it's, I can't, it's, it's I tough. can't get on board with it. There's but a, I will say, it is fun. Yeah. But I don't it, like it. Uh, there is a, oh man, what's the name of this movie? Oh, yes. I'll keep it uh, in. There's a movie, have you watched Upgrade? Came out in 2018. Upgrade. What is that? It's basically Venom, but it but like everything is ex- in the execution. It's just a lot more improved. The idea is um, a man gets an implant in him, which is like an AI. Uh, as he uh, he he gives it access to his motor functioning abilities, and the more uh, control he gives it, uh, the more impressive he does at doing things. So like it acts like Venom does in the sense that it has this extra conscious consciousness. Uh, inside his body and they have that banter and all that stuff uh and this other consciousness is making him do badass things um but the entire time limitless yeah kind of but the entire time he's giving it more uh motor functions he's like uh the the whole thing the entire question of that movie is do i give it full control of my body or not um and what happens if i do uh and it's just it's executed really really well and i really enjoy that if you want to watch venom but probably objectively a better movie check out upgrade came out in 2018 i will actually i will actually check that out um my second movie uh jim carrey's the mask oh if one i feel like this might be a trick question because i know you love jim carrey so much i definitely grew up with all of his movies yeah you love jim carrey but the mask is also the mask um Oh man, I feel like this might be a trick, but I know you are, I know you ride or die for Jim. I'm going to say you love the mask. No, I fucking ah, hate the mask. Um, I watched it as a kid and uh, it gave me such gross feelings every time he put that thing on. And when the bad dude put on the mask as well, it's just like, oh, I did not enjoy it. The dog puts on the mask. It's just such a gross uh and a lot of the humor is slapstick. And I feel originally I looked into this actually recently because I watched it again and I still had those grody feelings watching it. Uh, this movie was based off of a horror comic. Um, and yeah, you can tell. It yeah. Feels like it. <laughs> yeah. And they like leaned into slapstick humor to appeal to a broader audience. But originally they wanted to lean into like a Freddy Krueger horror type film. And that would have been an entirely different vibe. And then they cast Jim Carrey and went to comedy instead. Yeah, right. That line. I, I've, I, I know you were a big Jim Carrey appreciator. I don't buy onto Jim Carrey as much. 
until I watched the Truman Show, and that changed my mind about Jim Carrey. He does like Eternal Sunshine's pretty good too. I I really liked Jim Carrey growing up because my dad loved Jim Carrey and he and I watched all those movies together. Um, I've kind of fallen off uh, the Jim train in my adult years. I still enjoy a good Ace Ventura, um, but like the Truman Show, Eternal Sunshine, those are my favorites of his. Uh, you strayed. You strayed from the gym. You you are now in a gymless place. Yeah, exactly. Once I, I, once, I once I watched the Netflix special, um, Jim and Andy, it was just like, man, what a dick. <laughs> what is Jim and Andy? Uh, it's his uh, Netflix special documentary. It's interesting and fascinating to watch as an actor. Um, but he played uh, Andy Kaufman in the Man on the Moon movie. Uh, also, okay. a, also a really good movie. Um, but Andy Kaufman was Jim Carrey's hero as a kid. Who was uh, familiar with the comedian? Andy Kaufman, a little bit. Yeah, he's basically a comedian famous for pushing boundaries and doing jokes that nobody thought was funny, but he thought was funny, so he did them anyways. Uh, but yeah, Jim's sitting on a beach meditating one day, and he saw Andy Kaufman show up to him in a vision, and kind of, he imagined that he was being, like, Andy was inside him the entire time he was on set, so he was, like, <laughs> just Andy the entire shoot, and so he was an asshole to everybody. Um but he treats it as like this huge meditative experience, this wondrous thing. And I'm like, but you were still an asshole to people this entire time. Wait, so he, he becomes an asshole as an experiment? Not even as an experiment. He truly believed that he was Andy Kaufman during that entire shoot. Uh, and the director had to like write him a letter and like sit, to make an appointment to talk with Jim. There wasn't a moment on set throughout the entirety of shooting where Jim was Jim, he was always Andy Kaufman or Andy's other character, Tony. I don't remember what the last name was, who was even bigger asshole, who was a drunk bastard. Um, so the director set up an appointment with him. They went out for coffee and he's talking and he's like, you're, you're still Jim under everything. Right. And Jim, he's Jim in that moment when he set up that appointment and Jim's like, yeah, 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 I am. He's like, can you possibly do that for the film? And Jim's like, if you want me to play, if you want Jim to play Andy, I can, um, but it won't be the same. And the director's like, no, I want the best that can happen. I just needed to know you were still in there somewhere. Uh, it was that bad. Uh, Man, method actors are built different. Alexander, you as an actor and living in Vancouver, uh, the world, the world capital of acting. Yeah, Hollywood North, yeah. Method? Do you Met just give yourself to the role? Uh, I I honestly here's the thing about fucking method acting. This is going way off topic, um, but method acting is not an excuse to be a dick. It's not an excuse to be an asshole. One hundred percent, you can give yourself to a role, um, but you need to be able to clock out at the end of the day. You need to still be you. You're not uh, if you go into um, a factor a foundry and you're uh, making castings all day every day. You don't come home and start melting your furniture into other things. You can still punch out and be a person, a functioning human being. Uh, and if you can't like separate that, you're not a good actor. You're just it's it's frustrating to see stories like that. Um, like to say this might be an offensive question, but if you can't turn it off at the end of the day, maybe you're a bad actor. See, that's the thing. If you need to stay in it that long to be able to maintain that and you can't turn the switch off, it's not – yeah, it's uh, it's it's uncomfortable for everybody and it's not fun to work with somebody like that. 
Sorry. Uh, that was my movie, was The Mask. Uh, good Jim Carrey discourse. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Good movie, um, love it. Okay. What was, uh, what was your okay. next film? My third pick is The Big Lebowski. You love The Big Lebowski. I know that I for a fact about Big you. Lebowski. Yeah, that's not even a question. I love the, Yeah, you knew that without skipping a beat. Yeah. Yeah, I think... You've recommended it to me so many times. I can't... I, I, I watch that movie at least once a, once a month. That might point. be next year's movie. Oh, man. I would watch The Big Lebowski forever. That, that film is just unabashedly one of the best. The Coen brothers, head and shoulder above almost every other director in the world. I don't know if you've ever watched Once Upon a Time in... No, Once Upon a Time in the West. Um, the Ballad of Buster Scruggs. I haven't. No, I'd recommend it highly. It's very fun mm. and very good. Big Lebowski is very good. Um, That's easy. Easy number three. Had to give you an easy W. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Uh, the 2007 animated Teenage Mutant Ninja Turtles. Oh man, this is. A... I mean, is this where Raphael has like a? Uh... Does he have like a metal suit? Yeah, he metal suit. He kind of goes off on his own and becomes a vigilante. There are the and he fights with Leonardo because they, Leonardo thinks that Raphael is. Yeah, they have an epic fight. There is a uh, uh, these statues that become alive. That's in the final fight. All that stuff. Yeah. Interesting. Wow. This is. Hmm. I think you like. TMNT from 2007. Uh, you're incorrect. Wow! I, yeah. Did not I, see that one coming at all. I hated this one. They the, the whole, like, Shredder was barely an influence. It was just the Shredder's minions, and I wanted to see more Shredder. Uh, and that was my perspective watching it as a kid. That's very cool. I just remember Raphael has a very cool metal suit. Yeah. And I think there's like some cool fight montage. I had the video game when I was a kid for GameCube. It wasn't bad, but like I didn't like the movie. Interesting, interesting. This is these are good picks. You're really throwing me a lot. Yeah, I was trying to find some deep cuts. Okay. Speaking of deep cuts, how do you think I feel about South Park? South Park? South Park, the animated television now, show. Do I get meta with it and track how many goods and bads you've done? Or, see, I haven't watched South Park much myself, so, like, I feel like you're, and I've only said you like things so far, and I'm two outs and one hit. Let's, I think. Taking, taking the strategic approach. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I think you, I think South Park's probably a guilty pleasure of yours. I can see that. It is not. I do not like South Park okay. at all. Okay, okay, okay. That's a bit of a relief to hear. I'm not going to lie. I, I was going to say, I am I have to say this. I know there's going to be a lot of people in the audience who are going to get mad at me for this. Uh, I find South Park, like, annoying. Mm. Like, I know people say it's funny, and I've seen South Park stuff that I've laughed at. The voices kill me. I can't. Yeah. The voice, it's like chalk. It's like nails on chalkboard, <laughs> and it, it makes me shrivel up when I hear that. The voices, it's too much. Yeah. I can't take it. Mm-hmm. My, my 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 armor isn't thick enough. Every now and then I get a short in my YouTube reels or something like that, and that's enough for me. I don't need to watch full episodes of these things. So, yeah, let's keep it as a clip show. Let's mm-hmm. not expand upon it. But yeah, no, you had, you had a good instinct there. 
Uh, okay. Uh, Disney's A Goofy Movie. Oh, you love A Goofy Movie. We talked about this the other day. Oh, did we? You love A Goofy did Movie. Did I say it on the we podcast? Talk, I, I remember. We might have talked about it on the podcast. You are talking about how great the Goofy Movie was. Oh, shit. You love okay. It. Yeah, Goofy Movie is one of my top ten of all time. It's so good. It's such a good film. The soundtrack goes so hard, 110% the entire way through. It's just a dad trying to make friends with his son. It had no right to be as good as it was. One of the best movies of all time. It is a really good flick. Mm-hmm. Uh, the only thing I remember about a Goofy movie is there's a scene with a waterbed in it. Am I correct? Yeah, there is. Yeah, that is the point yeah. where Max decides he's going to be a little backstabber and he changes the map so that they wind up going to L.A. instead of the uh, pond where they're going to go fishing. Lake Destiny. It's a classic, like pre pre cell phone plot is new map. Yeah, new yeah. map, he, new science. He he literally erases the pen, uh, the pencil mark leading to their destination, and just redraws it somewhere else. And that is when his dad decides to trust him to be the navigator of the road trip. Uh, Do you think cell phones have ruined? Uh, movie and tv plots why do you think why do you think so many films take place in the 80s in the 90s i i love technology right as as someone who is on his computer way too much i love technology but i love in seinfeld when people try and meet up and they both go to the same place but are like 10 minutes apart Mm -hmm. and they just can't figure it out and there's like a whole dilemma because of it yeah in the modern day it's like hey where are you i'm here coming over or no. if I, I lose my wife in a store, I can be like, what aisle are you down? Mm-hmm. <laughs> Where are you? Or, you know, back in the day, you had to walk up to the front desk. You say, hey, can I use your microphone? Uh, my wife, could you please come to the front? Yeah. Can you please pick up your husband? Mm-hmm. Yeah. Cell phone. Okay. My next pick. I'm trying to, now I've lost track of the, the goods and bads. My next pick. This one might catch you. Disney Plus's She-Hulk. You hate She-Hulk. I don't hate She-Hulk. What? That's what I knew it was going to get you how? so good. How? How the <laughs> fuck? Did you watch the whole show? I watched the whole show. I was okay with like the first like half of it, but then oh, I hated I I hated the ending so much. I really did not like the ending of She-Hulk. I thought the the meta even though it's true to the comics, I'm kind of sick spoilers, of that. Spoilers, I guess. Oh, sorry. Uh, yeah, cut that out. Sorry, spoilers <laughs> for She-Hulk. Uh, I actually really, really like the show. Really? A lot of people, a lot of people have like venomous hatred of it. I think it's actually. I wouldn't say I put it in a love category. Yeah. I'd say I like it. I didn't have a problem with the She-Hulk character for like the entire show, and then the writers just kind of it just derailed at the end, and I just couldn't I couldn't get on board with how it ended. It could, it could definitely, don't don't get me wrong, it definitely could have been a lot better. Mm-hmm. But I don't think some people, I think I've seen a lot of people online treat it like it's like sort of, you know, the worst thing ever made. Yeah. And to them, I would say, insert property here already <laughs> exists. I did. And then really, we'll edit the joke in later. I, I, did you ever see, I did really like Miss Marvel. I just want to put that out there that was really i haven't cool. seen miss marvel but i've heard good things it gives me high school spider-man vibes which is very cool um okay i also have a star wars movie on here the last oh. jedi the last jedi <laughs> which one is the last jedi it's the second one in the threequel trilogy in the, in the threequel okay 
Oh man, because I get them mixed. I I struggle to separate them. Yeah. Um, <laughs> it's the one where Luke Skywalker is introduced. But uh, he's oh, and they kill Snoke, right? Yeah. I don't think you like the Last Jedi. Ah, it's my favorite of that trilogy. Wow. Yeah. Yeah. This is crazy. I that is probably the most shit on Star Wars movie that came out at that time, and I loved it. I really enjoyed that film. The like, I realize it's all bullshit, and the action sequences were like with um, Ray and uh, I don't even remember his name, uh, the Sith Lord in it. Um, uh, ben, the like when they're when they're fighting all of the Inquisitors and stuff like that. Uh, that it, it I, I get that technically it wasn't a good movie, but I just I liked every like it was so different. It wasn't just bigger Death Star. It was uh there was a, a point where a ship went into hyperspace and blew another ship apart. I'd never seen that before. That looked so cool when it happened. That was a stunning. That was a stunning scene. Yeah, it was really gorgeous. Uh, and I really didn't mind the tangent of going to another planet with uh, just random stuff. It was Star Wars. I like seeing more backdrop. I really enjoyed that movie. That's the end where Obi-Wan Kenobi, or is it? No, Luke faces off against Kylo Ren uh, and in the all the walkers, right? And they're all uh, blasting Luke. But he's doing a force projection. Yeah, and you hear, more, more. Yeah, that force projection, so cool to watch. Like, oh, I loved all of that. You got to see Luke be a badass. Yeah, I get it. Not my Luke, but like, <laughs> he was there one. and it was cool. I think you're right, though. The art direction in most Star Wars properties is pretty, fairly solid. Mm-hmm. It was, and the, and it, it felt less like, it felt like less Jedi and it felt like Space Wizard. And I loved that very much. Mm-hmm. I do like soft magic a lot. Mm-hmm. I, I enjoy. I enjoy shows and movies that have soft magic. Like I, to you, I've always articulated that I think what I like about someone like Gandalf is that to me he seems to not even understand the extent of himself. Mm-hmm. You know, like yeah. he's he's sort of in touch with a cosmic realm, and what that exactly is, there's no there's no specific power level. There's no I have thirty five hit points and ten spell slots like. It, as you would in a like a Dungeons and Dragons game. Yeah. You know, as a character, I find it more interesting when the powers become less well defined. Mm-hmm. Even though some people would say that makes it like a Deus Ex Machina. I, yeah, I, the idea that like when you're constrained to a specific rule set, it also kind of ties your hands as a writer too. It's nice to be able to just be like pull a J.K. Rowling and be like, this room always appears whenever you need it, and it always has something inside it that you need. <laughs> that's nice and you set that up in the plot early so you just keep keep returning to it you had that you built the deus ex machinas into the script the whole time yeah exactly <laughs> uh yeah uh what else i still have lots of stuff on my list should we just bang these out yeah oh no sorry i was just looking at my list i'm okay. confused now i can't keep i can't keep 10 items straight apparently mm. uh the animated television series futurama Oh, you love Futurama. I love Futurama. Yeah. You're right. Yeah. It's really good. It's yeah. really good. It's really fun. Everybody loves Futurama. Yeah, you can't not like it. 
Can I like you? Okay. Give me one of yours. <laughs> that was um, an easy one. Yeah, okay. Uh, the Christmas movie, The Elf. The Elf? Do you, do you mean the Will Ferrell? Will Ferrell's The Elf. Yeah. Is it? Is it? Is there the? Yeah. Or is it just Elf? I don't know. I, I thought it was The Elf, but it might be Elf. The Elf. The Elf makes it sound more sinister. Hmm. 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 This is so confusing me. I, I know I'm gonna get it wrong. I think you like the elf. I do not. Oh I do my, not I like think the I'm elf. I'm getting all these wrong. <laughs> Why do you not like elf? It was just <laughs> uh, it was just awkward. It's just awkward the entire time, and I don't like awkward. How do you feel about Will Ferrell? Will Ferrell, I don't like. He's fine. I don't have anything against the guy. He's very comfortable doing scenes. I would have a really hard time doing. Dude buys his dad lingerie, and it's really uncomfortable. And I just the entire I'm like, uh, uh, I'm squee squirming, and I just, uh, yeah, I don't like stuff like that where I'm squirming. Oh, quick aside, you know, in the the Elf, where he touches all the elevator buttons from top to bottom. Mm-hmm. You know, how typically in you know Canada or America. When you touch the elevator button, it's just always on, and you can't deselect it, right? Yeah. Is that typically your experience? Yeah. You touch an elevator button, and you can't get this. In Korea, you can deselect all the elevator buttons. Yo, that's very cool. So if cool. I press two buttons, I can just deselect. To Why be fair, that? I've never tried actually deselecting a button in an elevator before. Uh, Next time you're in a high rise, yeah, I'll have to give it a shot. But that's really cool technology. Also, yo, speaking of cool technology, you know what else the Koreans get right? <laughs> Every fucking bathroom stall does not have a slit in the door. Dude. Come on, America and Canada. We need to get our fucking shit together. North America is the only area that does that. Everywhere else in the world does It is doesn't. psychotic. Yeah. I hate going to the bathroom and looking through the half-inch slit in the door so everyone can make eye contact with me. Go to any other country. I'm begging you. No one can see you when you're in the toilet. Why is this not common? But Caleb, it's for safety in case you fall unconscious while you're sitting on the toilet. People can get under the door and save you. <laughs> oh, man. That's the beauty of the Canadian uh, bathroom stall is if you fall unconscious, the the uh, bathroom stall around you will just collapse away. Yeah. It's quick It's quick access. Yeah, exactly. It might as well it just be cardboard. So, <laughs> it makes me so mad. I have gone to the washroom in like the deepest, dankest subway in Korea and had like a much more positive experience than going into like uh, a nice office building in Canada. Like what's going on, people? Let's tighten it up. Tragedy. I'm going to war with bathroom manufacturers. <laughs> or, oh. I guess, I'm going to war with, yeah. I guess I'm an architect. I'm going to war with architects who spec shitty bathrooms. <laughs> I'll kill you. Bathroom architect, yeah. Caleb Dirksen. Bathroom architect, I'll come for you. This, this should just be common sense. We shouldn't, have, we shouldn't even have to have this conversation. <laughs> okay, okay, okay. Hit me with your next one. Okay. Uh, you did not like the elf. I did not like How the do you elf. think I feel about the Gilmore Girls? I think you like the Gilmore Girls. I do like the Gilmore Girls. <laughs> See, I thought I we were really choosing like movies. I would have thought of TV shows. Well, I can I can tell you yours right now. You love Supernatural. Uh, I like some of them. You know. 
<laughs> you love Supernatural. Don't play Court of Me. I did watch I like the, the ending. The Gilmore Hot shit. But go ahead. I don't know if you've ever seen The Gilmore Girls, but I would recommend it very highly. My sister was trying to get me on that train for a long time, but Janessa has zero interest, and really the only time I watch TV at this point is when Janessa's there with me watching. Otherwise, I'm working on shit. I would say The Gilmore Girls is very fun. And also the showrunner for Gilmore Girls is now working on the show on, I think, Amazon Prime, The Marvelous Miss Maisel. Oh, I've heard good things about that one, too. That's really... Same showrunner, same kind of... Uh, it's a different time period, but sort of the style of the show and the way the characters are is very similar. Okay. I'd highly recommend. Cool. Um, really good stuff. All right. Um, I've got one here. The Warriors of Virtue. The Warriors of Virtue. I don't know what this is. Okay. Um, it's basically the Ninja Turtles, but with kangaroos and who know kung fu. Uh, it's a live action, came out in the uh, either late '80s or early '90s. A live action kangaroo fighting film. I think you love this movie. It's so I think damn you love good. The lore. I think you love this movie. I think I, the I, Warriors of Virtue. <laughs> I need it. I need a platform to like just be like everyone needs to go <laughs> and stream the Warriors of Virtue. I don't know where you can find it. I have it on VHS tape. It's so bad. Like, it is objectively just not a good movie, but I love it so much. Um, it's a virtue. Yeah. Interesting. Yeah, each each kangaroo represents a different element, and the elements are like um, water, air, uh, wood, steel, uh, and fire. <laughs> So is this just like Avatar? Um, not really, because they don't bend these things. They're just weapons are the different colors of the elements. <laughs> How do they make it live action? Um, the like like the Ninja Turtles live actions. They had those suits. These are big kangaroo suits. Oh, they people wear kangaroo suits. Yeah, yeah. A kid basically Alice in Wonderland's into a world. Uh, he falls down a torrential water spout, uh, and he comes out the other side uh, in a magical world with. Uh, people who call him, um, oh, like a, a prophet of some kind. And he has with him a book called The Manuscript. Uh, and essentially it's supposed to contain within it the story of how their world is supposed to go. And he uh, is the only one who can read it, apparently. But all he sees is empty pages. And he's defended by the warriors of virtue. Interesting. The wielders of the five, the four elements. Yeah. The Ar the Arboreans. Yeah, exactly. The bird people. Yeah. The the Mongo City. The Zarkovians. Yeah, yeah. Sorry, I, it's a I good flick. Over. Um da, 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 da. How do you think I feel about or oh, I think I've running out of them. How do you think I feel about the Umbrella Academy on Netflix? I don't think you like the Umbrella Academy. You nailed me. Wow. I do not like the Academy. <laughs> I don't like shows where one of the biggest plot drivers is characters being kind of dumb. Mm. And then they're they're sort of dumb and then they just don't get something. And you're like, yeah, but if you guys just had a conversation for 10 minutes, you would figure out the whole plot, that type yeah. of movie. It's just rough. I mean, it, maybe I guess it, maybe it's accurate to some corporate settings. But if you're a family of superhero siblings, maybe you guys could have a, I don't know, like a 15 second briefing at the beginning of every day yeah 
but uh, I guess the, the theme of the show is their dysfunctional family. Regardless, I do not like it. How do you think I feel about Disney's Aladdin? Oh, boy, oh, boy, oh, boy. Talking about the animated film. Yeah, the cartoon that came Featuring out. Will Smith. Featuring Will, F- uh, not Will Ferrell. Um, <laughs> Robin Williams. <laughs> I was going to say Tom Hanks. That's not right. Uh, wow. Okay. Um, I think you like it. I love Robin Williams. Uh-oh. <laughs> I love Robin Williams. And he is the shining light in this flick. But I watched it so many times as a kid because it was the only movie we had. And it's just, I don't know that I can ever watch it again because of that. I think I only have two more left. Me too. And I think you're, I think you're going to be able to, I guess if we each have 10, it would work like that. Yeah. Uh, uh, how do you think I feel about the movie Free Guy starring Ryan Reynolds? Starring Ryan Reynolds. Okay. I have a very strong feeling of how you feel about this movie, but I hope I'm wrong. I think you really didn't like Free Guy. I really did not like Free Guy. Okay. Yeah, that, that sounds is about that, right. Is that your... Because I think you might have liked Free Guy. I had so much fun with that movie. It's a dumb, stupid movie, but I enjoyed it the entire way through, beginning to end. Uh, you, I don't like... I hate to be this person, but no, that's fine. I I am enjoying Ryan Reynolds less and less mm. mm-hmm. as as Ryan Reynolds plays Ryan Reynolds. Yeah. Um, sorry, Ryan Reynolds and fans. I, Canadian Ryan Reynolds. I I didn't enjoy uh, his newest movie uh, that hit Netflix not too long ago with time traveling. He meets his past self. The Adam Project. The Adam Project. Oh, Adam Project. Yeah, I don't. Ryan Reynolds is. I'm out on Ryan Reynolds. That's Sorry, fair. Ryan Reynolds. I, but it, it did have some really good moments. So you also, you, you all of a sudden, uh, Captain America shields in his arms, and you hear the MCU music. That was a good laugh. Uh, all that good stuff. It's decent. I think I feel like the same way about Free Guys. I do about Ready Player One. Uh, or, mm-hmm. um, or I feel about. I don't know if you ever watched this show. It's a little more obscure, but uh, the Guardians of the Universe, or the no. Guardians of Justice. Uh, no, I never watched it. What's that show called? Is it called The Guardians of Justice? Sorry, I want to say some negative stuff about The Guardians of Guardians of Justice. It's just a Netflix show, but it's a lot of. It, it's mostly consisting of. Uh, it's it's highly referential, to the point where it becomes, I think, detrimental. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Just one man's opinion. Don't don't crucify me, audience. I will crucify you if I want to. Yeah, and there's the tension back. <laughs> uh, uh, give me your ninth pick. My ninth pick, Harry Potter and the Philosopher's Stone. Oof. Harry Potter and the Philosopher's Stone. What kind of person are you? Are you the kind of person who likes Harry Potter? What kind of man are you? I think you don't like Harry Potter and the Philosopher's Stone. Ding, ding, ding. Finally, I, I was, get one. <laughs> I was uh, I was never a Harry Potter kid. Uh, I watched the movies as they came out because they were a huge phenomenon when they did. Uh, but yeah, no, I never really was on the hype train for this one. Um, and it's not for lack of what the movie uh, brings you; it does its job pretty well. Uh, but I just, yeah, I don't have the the warm feelings from this one. 
Yeah, and we all love a young, young, beautiful Daniel Radcliffe. Yeah, yeah, yeah. But I feel I could. I think that's a pretty safe bet. I feel the same way. Mm-hmm. Give me, uh, give me your tenth pick. My tenth pick is the film Step Brothers, starring Will Ferrell and John C. Riley. Now I don't remember how many you have left of what, um, but I think you like Step Brothers. I do like Step Brothers. Yeah, I really like it. <laughs> yeah, yeah, it's it's a classic for a reason. It's a classic for a reason, and uh, my father-in-law hates it so much. That we force <laughs> we force him to watch it with us, and that's always a nice. That's our Christmas tradition. Okay, mm. give me your final one. Before I give it to you, do you already know if it's good or bad? I have lost track. Okay, cool. Uh, tell me if you've heard of it before, but uh, Nausicaa of the Valley of the Wind. Nausicaa? Is this an anime? Uh, it is an... Uh, it's a Japanese animated movie, yeah? Nausicaa of the Valley of the Wind. I think, not, not knowing anything about it, and assuming... Well, let me see. What, what are your tastes like? You like... Um, Valley of the Wind. Well, it sounds elemental, and the Warriors of Virtue is also elemental, and the Valley of the Wind could indicate a journey, journey, like the Goofy movie. So you like journeys, but it may also not include Shredder or Splinter. What's his name? Splinter. Sh- Splinter you, is the trainer. Shredder is the villain. You like both of them, and you want more of them. So I don't know how much Shredder or Splinter is in it. And I'm not sure if I don't think Jim Carrey's in it, so that might be against it. Um, I'm gonna say you like Nausicaa and the Valley of the Wind. Yeah, that's a safe bet. I mean, you took a strange journey to get there, but you got to the right destination. It's an informed decision. <laughs> it's uh, yeah. Basically, the film is um, uh, the humans have torched the earth, and nature has kind of uh, insects have evolved to be the alpha apex predator, uh, and all these humans live in a place called the Valley of the Wind. And Nausicaa is the main character. And she's basically a scavenger. She goes out to the forest. She collects ancient debris to bring back and use. And there is... Oh, this I can't even get into it. There's so much happening in this movie. I, I had to pick a couple movies that like I just wanted to recommend to you specifically that you watch. I just wanted to gush for a little bit. Yeah, yeah. you got to watch Nausicaa. You got to watch Warriors of Virtue. Uh, and you gotta watch the Goofy movie. Uh, they're just they're great films. Um, but yeah. <laughs> okay, my final pick. How do you feel about? How do you think I feel about 1980s The Flash Gordon? 1980s The Flash Gordon. I think you love this movie. <laughs> I you are correct. I love <laughs> Flash Gordon. Wow, that... watch it this time. Oh, sorry, go ahead. I was just going to say, that little intro to the episode has been going on for 40 minutes, Caleb. <laughs> That's good. That's quality podcasting, baby. That's called vamping. Uh, I don't know. Maybe just the, podcast, the episode's almost done. Maybe do you want to just – should we just give each other a three-minute rundown of how we felt about the, the – I took time? so many notes this time around. I have Let's so much I want to say. Them, give them to me. Give them to me. Give them to me. No, you, you had a thing you were going to say first. Go through yours. I want to say I this film it felt very mechanical to me. I felt like I was going through the mo- motions like a, a choreographed dance. You know, I was doing step, 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 one, two, three, one, two, three, and I think a little bit of monotony started to sink in. 
Mm. The ugly head of monotony reared its head. I feel like I could tell that based on the fact that you chose an activity that took over half the podcast. Uh, <laughs> you didn't have any gas in the tank to discuss this movie that you supposedly love so much. It sounds like you've got gas in the tank. Let me. Let I me do have me, some. Why don't you gas fill me up with your with your gas? If I if yeah, if I'm ever running out, I can always make more gas. There is always something for me to find. Um, here is my takeaway this time around. Okay. Flash has a terrible outlook on mental illness. Interesting. Yep. It's just horribly unhealthy. On three separate occasions throughout this entire movie, which is crazy that this happens, Flash references people's sanity in a derogatory way. This Ming's a psycho. This Ming's a psycho. This Ming's a psycho. This Ming is a psycho. You lunatic, he says to Zarkov when he attacks him in the ship. And when he's in this Sky City, which is what it's called, Sky City, uh, with the Hawkman. Oh, the Bird bird Palace? Yeah, it's called Sky City. Uh, This place is an insane asylum when he finds out he has to fight Baron on top of uh, that spike platform. Um, that's, that's just a little, uh, insight into Flash as a human being. So maybe he needs to get, uh, into some, uh, therapy sessions because gotta, gotta take care of yourself, man. That's your Flash, maybe it's time to work on yourself, buddy. Yeah. He doesn't see much growth throughout the entire film, but. Speaking of Bird Palace. Mm -hmm. Oh, sorry. Go ahead. No, go ahead. Speaking of Bird Palace, this is something that I was thinking about as I was watching the movie this time. Baron wants to do a trial by combat with flash to i guess get free of prince Voltan. he picks flash but like what do you think of that choice obviously he hates flash but i don't know how does he know like the only example he's seen of flash is flash has beaten him in every encounter so far flash, he sees flash beat the shit out of a ton of guys in ming's throne room mm-hmm. then he sees flash escape from the Arborean prison, and then he sees Flash successfully trick him against the Wood Beast. Isn't going up against Flash, I know it's very cinematic and it's a character moment, but isn't going up against Flash like a really bad idea in Bird Palace? It is. And the thing is, I think it's. Especially when he can pick his opponent. That's the wildest thing. The fact that he can choose who to fight, and that's just the law. The person defending themselves get to pick anybody to fight are there no parameters can he pick ming's daughter pick her up and just throw her off the edge of the platform yeah i'd say do you have any toddlers who you can wheel out and we'll we'll fight on the do you have any do you have any do you have any uh malnourished six-year-olds i can throw off the edge he literally says who do you choose to fight and he and without hesitation he says him flash gordon uh, and like, yeah, it is wild that he chooses Flash, but like, it, it's set up like an ego thing. Like, I've lost this man so many times. I need to prove myself to myself, if anybody. Um, but yeah, it's a it's a weird, weird ruling and a weird system. I think my favorite moment from this movie, or my favorite line, since we often bring up favorite line, is where he says to Flash. Let me pull it up. What does he say? He's, you know, Flash, he, he's about to fall off the edge. He grabs onto a spike. Flash, uh, you know, scooches down and helps him up. And he looks into Flash's eyes and he says, where do you go? I follow. Mm-hmm. Everyone listen to me. There is something finer in this galaxy than Ming's Law. That moment hit me so hard this time because 
last episode we talked about how Flash doesn't have a character arc, and all the character arcs are for for Aura, Voltan, and Prince Baron. And seeing Prince Baron go from sort of a um, I don't know douchebag to Flash lover hmm. is really touching. Yeah, Prince Baron's great. I love this man, and it's really cool to see how he grows by the end. Um, my uh, my favorite line this time around was Flash actually talking to Prince Baron as well. Uh, right after Prince Baron calls him a coward, uh, and Flash says, coward. "Let's do it." <laughs> They're talking about the Second wood beast. Down. Yeah, the wood beast uh, challenge there. Um, but I did have one more like topic on this movie I wanted to talk about before we move on to our like ending things. Uh, after Flash, after Flash, Dale and Zarkov go to space. There is not a second in this film where one of them isn't being held captive until the ending. That's very interesting. Because the movie is just Flash and friends getting captured and kidnapped over and over and over again. Flash is getting captured and kidnapped by all the important characters. Yep, Flash is kidnapped by Zarkov, captured in Mingo City, tries to escape but fails and is executed. He doesn't actually escape of his own volition. He is saved and brought away by Princess Aura. Uh, and is taken to the tree men and kept in a cage there. After he attempts an escape, he's once again captured by the Hawkmen and taken to their home in Sky City. That entire time, the only person to successfully escape captivity is Dale. So she's made a choice. She's got a little bit more autonomy, uh, uh, autonomy than Flash has at this point. Um, but her and Zarkov are immediately captured by the Hawkmen. And from there, they're immediately kidnapped by Ming again. And that is where Dale stays for the rest of the film. <laughs> that is, I've never thought about that. Hmm. Yeah. It really makes you think about how we, we reflect so negatively on the characters, uh, lack of autonomy, lack of growth. And maybe that's why mm-hmm. they're just constantly they're just, uh, just different cages with different settings and different backdrops. And what does that say about society? What does that say Do about you, society, Caleb? What does that say a society that we live in? We live in a society. Sorry. Sorry for the audio. Just pouring pour some coffee. You're not. You're not taking a piss. Audio. Yeah, do a little on mic piss. Uh, we live. We do live in a society, <laughs> and that does make me think that yeah. we do live in a society. Um, I didn't have a favorite character this time around. <laughs> I just didn't. That was just the reality. <laughs> uh, my favorite character. It's. I mean, Prince Baron. We picked Prince Baron a thousand times, but I mean, yeah, Prince Baron's great. My least favorite character... Oh, sorry, go ahead. No, go ahead. My least favorite character is Princess Aura's poor, horribly combed-out hair. Why <laughs> Why do they comb it out so much? It's too bad. Don't, it's a tragedy. Don't comb it out so much. It's so loose and dry-looking. Yeah. I'm like, Aura, send some, send some brave men to go die in the galaxy of conditioner for you, please. <laughs> it has no name. They call it conditioner. Many brave men died to bring it here to us. I I did prep a quiz for you as well. That's one, two, three, four questions long. But do you want me to save that for next time or should I use no, it? No, quiz me. Let's 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 this is a this is a jam-packed episode. Yeah, quiz yeah. Me, we got we got a bunch of stuff going on. It's quiz time. Okay, here we go. Quiz time. Um how many lizard men were in the cage with Flash on Arborea? Uh, two. 
Yeah, there's two inside that cage. I Good do. job. I, I would not have gotten that one right. Alt lizard man. Um. Okay. 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 How long do people survive after being stung by the wood beast? Oh, isn't it minutes? Like five minutes. What's your final answer? I'm locking it in. Five minutes. Locking it in. The exact line that gets said is hours or days, depending on your strength. Oh. That seems pretty good, then. <laughs> yeah. Like pretty... Yeah, it's not terrible. Considering um, the climax of the movie, or the... They pretty much saved the Earth in 14 hours. I think Flash could have gotten stung and then still gone on to defeat Ming. Yeah. And then he could have organized his own execution at the end there. He could have. He could have uh, tricked you, Baron. Tricked you, Baron. Um, tricked you, Baron. What are Clytus's last words before he is killed? Agent Zarkov, you will be liquidated for treachery. Mm, is it that? No. No, he says, da-da-da, he walks in. He says, you will surrender these pa- You will surrender these prisoners. Oh, no, he's talking to Baron. Mm-hmm. He says, um... He says, "Address me as Prince Baron." And then he said, "And then Clytus says, no longer. Princess Orga has has implicated you on charges of treason." And then what happens? And then uh, Baron says, "Flash!" And then he hits Clytus. And then Flash picks him up and throws him on the spike trap. You're missing one vital thing there. <coughs> Baron's. Uh, oh, he's. No, go he... ahead. Oof, does Baron say something about Aura? Oh, 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 I know, I know. Uh, Clytus go, gloats about how Aura liked the torture. That is his last line, yeah, because... Uh, he says, uh, she's a peculiar thing, I think she quite enjoyed it. Yeah, interesting girl, I think she found it rather enjoyable. Uh, mm. Yeah, I was, I knew you'd get there. I was just like, it'll just go be a minute. Um, I run through the lines, yeah. This one, uh, this one will be interesting. Uh, what, because, like, I feel like I went through a Mandela effect this last time I watched it, and I want to see if it affected you as well. Bernstein Bears. Uh, yeah. Uh, what color is the nose of Rocket Ajax right after impaling Ming? Oh, it is, uh, yellow. Ah, wow. Okay, I watched it this time around, and I thought, I thought it was green. I remember it because it contrasts nicely with Ming's red. Oh, right? really? Yeah, because I was it's a nice because you got that nice palette, that red, that red yellow palette, or the red gold palette all the way through. I saw that, and I'm like, I could have sworn it was green, and then it cuts later, and he's sliding off the end of it, and it becomes green with his blood. Huh. So there is something finer than Ming's law in this galaxy. <laughs> but uh, that's um, everything I've got prepped. Here's okay. Here I have one question for you. Mm-hmm. Daizen, as in uh, Ming's great god Daizen, comes from the language, comes from the Japanese language. Do you know what Daizen means in Japanese? Magic space god? No, I uh, think more of a an adjective for Ming. Oh, um, it's, merciless, it's, it's probably close. like two words shoved together, right? Uh, yes. Like Daizen. I don't know what those actually mean, but like strong killer or something like that. <laughs> Daizen in Japanese means great cruelty. Great cruelty. Oh, wow. So he calls upon the god of great cruelty. Which is very Ming. Yeah, very much so. Did you know that uh, this is the first actually iteration of Flash Gordon where like 
Mongo is a world with like moons because Mongo originally is just a planet and all these different like moons are like kingdoms on the planet. Oh, it's a single it's like a single surface. Yeah, it's or a, a single... single surface and all of these places that they're flying to are all on this same surface. Wow. Yeah, I, I found that out. That's a, that's a big change. Yeah, they changed that for the movie. Well, on that interesting note, should we uh, bring, <laughs> bring a rational transaction to a close? Yeah, I feel like we've hit our natural conclusion. Thank you so much. Uh, for a rational conclusion. Yeah, <laughs> Thank you to Dwy for the use of our theme song, Party for One. It's a fantastic song. Everybody should check it out on all available streaming services. If you've enjoyed our show, uh, no matter what, if we're talking about Flash Gordon or not, we will always talk about Flash Gordon in every episode. I can promise you that. I will, as we did this time. Yeah, as we did this time. Leave a review on uh, whatever podcatcher you wind up using. It helps us a lot. Our uh, one listener in the Philippines, I see you. I appreciate you. <laughs> Our one listener in Mexico, we see you. We love you. Yeah, we see you as well. Thank you so much. Uh, eventually, we're probably going to have to like come up with some sort of uh, way to create an audience interaction. You know? Like, uh, leave a question that people can be answered and leave like a voicemail for people to call in and leave voicemails for us or whatever. Mm. <laughs> I think that... hey, that's very classic. Yeah. We need a, we need a PO box. Yeah. Yeah, yeah. All right. Thank, thank you so much to our benevolent and merciful fans. I've been Caleb Dirksen. And I have always and forever will be Alexander Peters. And as we say at the end of every single episode, have always said long live, Live Flash. Flash. <laughs> <laughs>